Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the couch this week. So today, we are talking about goals and goal setting. So we've just ended the Thanksgiving holiday, and we are about to roll into the next holiday, December, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, you know, whatever folks might celebrate during this time, and then on to the new year. So in December, like me or most folks, you probably wait until December 31st and start thinking about some new year resolutions. So I want to go ahead and start discussing resolutions now so that we have a little bit more time to prepare and plan and set goals around our New Year's resolutions or goals, and even more so beyond the new year. What I want to share today about goal setting is a way to set goals and plan regardless, new year or just a regular old week or month. This is how we want to look at goal setting. So today's episode is less goal And I will preface, and I'll probably reference this as well in the episode, um, by saying, check out episode 39, Challenge, Do It or Don't. In that episode, we're talking about getting things done and procrastination and all of those things. So that's a nice episode to refer back to if you're noticing some barriers maybe to completing goals or even setting some goals. All right. So as I mentioned, it's that time of year again. The end of the year is fast approaching. This week, we embark on December and, you know, time has flown by extremely fast. It's amazing how the last two years being in a pandemic and kind of doing the same thing over and over and many of us working from home, it's crazy how fast time has flown given that it kind of feels like Groundhog Day sometimes doing the same thing, same routine every single day. So 2021 is almost out the door and we will embrace 2022. So at this point, some of us might be reflecting and thinking about all the things maybe we did not accomplish in 2021, and we might start brainstorming those things that we want to accomplish in 2022. I encourage everyone to do so with grace and compassion towards yourselves. Don't create that list of everything you didn't do as a means to beat yourself up. It's really just pointless to do so. And there really could have been some valid reasons as to why those things weren't accomplished. Maybe there were things that really shouldn't have been on your list to accomplish anyway. So we don't want to beat ourselves up about things we did not accomplish. So some of us are listing that exact same goal or resolution on our goals list. And we've been carrying this one resolution over year after year because it never seems to get done. So, you know, we might briefly think about the fact that this thing never seems to get done or accomplished and how it's been a resolution for, let's say, the past six years. But instead of asking why it doesn't get done, sometimes the fact that it's not getting done triggers us to add another resolution. And that next resolution or or now the new resolution is stop procrastinating, right? So goal setting is powerful and a proven key to success for many people. In short, it's necessary and helpful to have a vision of where you are going. Yes, that is very helpful. And sadly, however, many of us go about setting goals all wrong. Sometimes we make them too vague or broad and without a specific overall outcome. Or maybe it's not measurable, like tangible. 
and we cannot determine when our goal is actually accomplished. For that one, not measurable or tangible. Someone might say, I just want to be successful. Okay, that's not really tangible or measurable. What does that mean? And how will we even know when it is accomplished? So we're kind of aiming for something that's not clear. Because our goals are not clearly defined, we can easily lose focus of what we are supposed to be doing. And oftentimes then we become overwhelmed because it feels really hard to accomplish that goal because the target is forever moving or we don't even know what the target is. And then we just do nothing. So by the end of the year, we're feeling like a failure for not accomplishing the goal. We then muster up that energy, give ourselves a pep talk on you know December 31st. And we're like, all right, for real, this time, no, 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 really. No, really, for real. This time, I'm going to do it. So that gives us confidence and maybe some hope to go at that same old goal that's on the list. For some, this could be defined as insanity. We keep putting that one goal on that list over and over, year after year, and we don't accomplish it, you know, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. That's insanity. So yeah, it might be insane to keep putting that same goal that continuously does not get worked on or accomplished on your resolution list. So be mindful of that as you make your resolutions. So then how do we set goals and accomplish them? Easy. We do it smartly. So SMART is an acronym. So when providing therapy to clients, we develop uh, treatment goals with the client. That step is essential. And it typically happens around the second session. We develop goals with the clients, things they want to work on in their own words, because we both need to know what it is we're working on. The client identifies their goals and desires as it relates to treatment. And it is very important that clients, they create their own goals. It is not me or our clinicians creating the goal for them. They develop the goals for themselves because when we identify goals for ourselves or someone telling us what to work on, it significantly increases the likelihood of success. You have that buy-in from the individual. So it's important that whatever it is you're creating in terms of resolutions, they are your resolutions and something that will benefit you. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to stick to it. So when creating goals, we use the acronym SMART, S-M-A-R-T. And that stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-limited or time-oriented. So we want goals to be SMART. And what I'll typically tell clients when I talk about session two will be developing goals. After session one, I'll say, you know, go think about some goals that you want to work on, bring them back in session two, and we'll start developing goals for treatment. And I explained to them the SMART acronym. And I also stressed to them, don't stress yourself about making the goal SMART. Don't be too overly concerned with that. I can help you make them SMART. You just come to me with what you have. And that works out very well. So there are three keys to goal setting that should be followed, that we want to follow. So one, goals should have an overarching outcome that answers the why. Number two, goals should be SMART, the acronym I just mentioned. And number three, goals should be created for you, by you. For those of you that are old enough to remember, that makes me think of FUBU, For Us, By Us, the brand, the urban clothing brand that was out, I guess, back in the 90s, late, like 90s, early 2000s. So FUBU, For Us, By You. So goals should be created for you, by you. Fi by, I guess that's what that would be, for you, by you. So let's take a look at each. The first Goals should have an overarching outcome that answers the why. So there should be intention behind each goal or resolution you create, personal intention. 
having an outcome-based goal puts it all in perspective and it allows you to see or know when the goal is accomplished. It answers the why of your goal. And the why is extremely important because the why is oftentimes what drives us to get it done. And when we don't have a why or the why is very insignificant or when we don't know what the why is, then likely we're not getting it done. So I'll use maybe exercise and weight loss because it's relatable and very easy to explain. So I'll take the example. The goal is, somebody's goal might be, I want to lose weight. And this might be a common goal for many individuals. So the what is easily understood. The what is losing weight. I want to lose weight. But the why is not known. Therefore, this goal alone does not resonate or create a sense of urgency. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cool. I want to lose weight. Okay, cool. Many folks had that listed, but what's your why? I'm not hearing a desire to want to get up at that alone. I want to lose weight does not elicit a response of wanting to change, change how we eat or eat more nutrient-rich foods or move our body more. Not at all. I want to lose weight. Okay, I want a million dollars. All right, and next. That's kind of what that sounds like. So an outcome-based goal that answers the why would be, I want to lose weight so that I am no longer pre-diabetic. Whew, okay, now it just got real. So the stakes have been raised and the goal is now meaningful to you, which increases your likelihood of accomplishing the goal. Another example might be someone saying, I want to save money. All right, done everybody? Okay, cool. So what's the why? What is the why here? Another outcome-based goal that could answer the why would be, I want to save money so that I can move my family out of my neighborhood that is crime-ridden. That is a why. That is meaningful. That is very specific to the individual, right? So the goal should have an overarching outcome that answers the why. And that why should be very personal to you. So number two, goals should be SMART. So let's break down the SMART acronym, the S, specific. We want our goals to be as specific as possible. So you know exactly what you are trying to accomplish, right? So we'll take the, what we said prior, I want to lose weight. So we already established that by itself is not outcome-based and it doesn't have a why. Sure. So we'll leave that part alone, the needing a why. And right now we're just focusing on how to make it specific. So instead of, I want to lose weight, try, I want to lose 10 pounds. That's specific. Just wanting to lose weight is ambiguous and subjective. How do we know when we've hit the goal? Does that mean I've lost a pound, like as in one, a pound or 50 pounds? Or, you know, what is the end game here of losing weight or wanting to lose weight? Without specifying the terms of your goals, when would enough weight loss be enough? Or when would you feel satisfied? So being specific is very important. So here, I want to lose 10 pounds. Bam. So we will know when the goal is accomplished because the individual would have lost 10 pounds. All right. We want it to be measurable. That's the M of SMART, measurable. The goal should be able to be objectively measured to determine if accomplished or not. We can use the same example of, I want to lose 10 pounds. We can easily measure if 10 pounds has been lost or not, easily. That is extremely measurable. And I'm using the weight example too, because it's easy, because it is measurable, because literally we can step on a scale and measure and have an outcome. It's very outcome-based. So I want to lose 10 pounds is measurable. We can determine that. So looking at the prior example as well about saving money, how will we make that measurable? Well, first, let's make it specific. So, so the person who says, I want to save money. All right. So instead of I just want, I want to save money, let's make it specific by saying, 
I want to save $250 a month, okay? Now, measurable. Is that measurable? Yes, we can look at someone's bank account and measure, determine, assess if they have saved $250 a month. We can check this monthly. This is a goal that we can measure monthly. So that is measurable. In the therapy room, sometimes, you know, we often hear people say things like, I just want to feel better when they, you know, try to create therapy goals. And I get that. I get why they say that. I get what they mean. They just want to feel better. Absolutely. However, it is not measurable and we cannot measure a feeling objectively. So the concern with that, I just want to feel better, is that we can't measure it. We can't measure it as a goal. And therefore, we will never be able to determine when progress towards the goal has been made. And all we have to rely on is our feelings. And feelings can be deceiving. So it's kind of like somebody saying, I just want to feel loved. Oh, well, what does that look like? How do we measure that? Are we just waiting for you to feel that? Because that's risky. And I wouldn't want to put all my eggs in that basket of waiting for the person to just self-report feeling loved because so many other factors could be affecting how they feel that have nothing to do with their partner that may or may not be loving them or that family member or friendship or relationship that may or not be giving love to them. So we don't want to rely on feelings or we don't want to measure feelings to determine if the goal is made. We're looking at something more objective, something measurable. Feelings are not necessarily measurable in this sense. So back to the the example, I want to feel better. I just want to feel better. When trying to make, I just want to feel better measurable, we end up identifying behaviors that are problematic and contributing to not feeling the best. So something might be crying daily. That is an indicator that they're not feeling well. Or sleeping half the day is an indicator they're not feeling well. Or not eating, or maybe only eating one meal a day is an indicator they're not feeling well. So then we would actually take the behavior and just make a goal out of that. So then the goal could simply be, okay, I do not want to cry every day. Bam, we can objectively measure how this goal is progressing. Did you cry today? No. Okay, bam, check. Or did you cry today? Yes. So we can measure it one way or the other. We have a way of knowing, a way of measuring if how this goal is progressing because we have a way of knowing how this goal is progressing. Did they cry or did they not? And that is a very measurable thing. That is a behavior. All right, next, attainable. Goals should have the ability to be attained. Otherwise, we set ourselves up for failure and eventually feel like a failure. The goal should be something we can actually do or attain giving our talent. So somebody's goal was, my goal is to make him ask me to marry him. Okay, I don't know if I would co-sign that. I just don't know how attainable that is because that goal is not directly up to the individual. There are other factors into play. So that may not be a goal we can attain just based on the fact that other people are involved and we have no control over others' behaviors. So I would try to redirect that goal into something that may be more attainable. If someone, let's take a college student who is the end of the semester, let's say they are taking a class and they have failed multiple tests in that class and the best grade they can get in that class, just mathematically, the best grade they can get is maybe a D. Let's say this class is biochemistry. So someone's goal is, I want to get an A in biochemistry. Well, that's not attainable. That's not attainable. Just based on the mathematics, based on the circumstance. So we want our goals to be attainable, something we can actually do. Because otherwise, this person is setting themselves up for failure to think they're going to get an A. The R, we want to be realistic. We want to be realistic with our goal setting. 
So consider who you are regarding strengths and areas of need when creating a goal. Sure, it is okay to shoot for the stars. However, aim for the stars that are meant for your talents and gifts, right? Don't try to go win or even complete a triathlon if you don't know how to swim. That wouldn't be realistic. Sure, I hear those folks out there saying, but we got to think positive. Mm -hmm. And we got to be realistic. Same thing with the biochem class. Look, you fail like almost every test. How in the world do you see yourself getting an A? Not going to happen. So that is neither attainable or realistic. So we want to be realistic with our goal setting. And then the last one, time limited. We want to put parameters around our goals. So it's just not this free for all as it happens, whenever it happens. No, we want to put some structure to it. So parameters such as over the next blank months or blank times per week around our goals. So it doesn't feel like this never ending task. And that also helps it become more specific. So the person who wants to move more, exercise more might say, I want to exercise three times weekly. That's putting a time frame over it. Uh, maybe three times weekly over the next three months. Just really setting some parameters so you know exactly what it is you're aiming for. So that is the SMART acronym, Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Realistic, Time Limited. I love that acronym. It puts our goals in a nice little box that can raise the stakes and really be a nice path for what it is that we exactly want to accomplish and target. It's a bullseye. It is a bullseye. So based on some of the examples I gave when talking about the SMART acronym, here's a well-put-together goal using the SMART acronym. I will lose one to two pounds per week over the next three months so that I am no longer pre-diabetic. We're specific as to what it is we're going to do. We have a why. It is measurable. We can measure and determine if we've lost one to two pounds per week. That is attainable and realistic. One to two pounds per week is medically attainable. And it is time limited. We're going to do this over the next three months. That is a SMART goal. All right. So number three, goals should be created for you, by you. (laughs) Bye-bye. All right. So your own buy-in is everything when setting goals. If you are setting goals to appease someone else, your progress will be short-lived. Again, go back and check out episode 39, Challenge Do It or Don't. It is hard to sustain motivation for something that is not meaningful or impactful to you. So ask yourself what the goal means to you and why it is important. You know, sometimes we procrastinate, if that is a thing, sometimes we procrastinate because the stakes aren't high enough or it just doesn't really matter to us. But someone told us it should matter. Therefore, we're trying to make it matter and we're trying and we're trying. So we put a little effort in. And we think that's enough to get us going, but it's not because ultimately we don't really care about this goal or it's not for us. So it's just difficult to stay at it and to be steadfast with something that is not impactful or meaningful towards us. So the goals you are creating should primarily enhance your life and be fulfilling to you. So it should be created for you by you as you're mapping out your goals. Think about that. Think about your why. Think about who is this benefiting? Who's this benefiting? And it's okay, even if it benefits maybe your children, because that then indirectly benefits you. Sure, sure. Or or your partner or your spouse. It might benefit them because indirectly benefits you. Sure. And make sure you have some goals down that directly benefit you and are directly 
for you because the same is true. You know, you making a goal maybe to get more exercise in or more movement that directly benefits you and it indirectly benefits your children and your partner. So keep that in mind as well. And ideally for all your goals listed, most of them should be directly about you. All right. So now on to the goal setting. We want to be smart when making plans to accomplish the goal. So once you identify your goals that you want to work towards, write them down. They're smart. They look good. I would also encourage you guys to write down a plan to accomplish these goals. And the plan or the steps to accomplish the goals also need to be SMART and measurable, of course, realistic. The SMART acronym applies there as well. So again, if your goal is to, as we mentioned, the goal, the SMART goal, I will lose one to two pounds per week over the next three months so that I am no longer pre-diabetic. All right, great. Now let's create some steps that are also SMART. One smart step could be I will wake up at 6 a.m. and exercise at my local gym on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Perfect. We know exactly what we need to do, when we need to do it, what the plan is, where we're going. This allows little room for failure. And also, don't be afraid to evaluate your progress ongoing and make changes as needed. So this is not written in stone. You can change it however you need to. If that's not working for you, 6 a.m. isn't working, mm, I need to tweak that. You know what? I'm realizing I have more energy at like 7 p.m. Okay, well then change it. At 7 p.m. I will go to my gym. Maybe Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays don't work. It's okay. Change it and make it what works for you. Sometimes we, we write it down so we feel like we have to do it exactly how we said it when we write it down. Again, be mindful. We're writing these goals down. Most folks, you know, December 31st, and some of us into the wee hours of January 1st. So we might not be that lucid anyway when we're making these goals. So don't be afraid to evaluate and reevaluate and change things as needed. There's a saying that I like that an old coworker of mine said, and it is, we must inspect what we expect. So inspect what we expect. So we've set the goal, we put it into play. We need to inspect and follow up and see how it's working. We're expecting the goal to work. We need to actually then go in and assess, is it actually working? And then also adjust accordingly. And don't be afraid to do that part. If it ain't working, change it. Again, these are your goals. So they're intended to help you. So I encourage each of you to delete that goal that keeps making it on your list of resolutions year after year. Clearly, that goal ain't supposed to be there. So go ahead and delete it. Maybe it's not that important to you after all, or maybe you really didn't know what the goal meant or how to execute it. That can be a possibility as well. However, now that you are SMART, the acronym SMART, and know how to make SMART goals, you are also aware that goal setting is all about you. So now it is time to make some resolutions that are meant for one year only. All right. I hope you guys found this episode helpful. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at hello at ladyinthecouch.com. We'd also be interested in hearing some of your resolutions or goals that you want to set, especially for 2022. So feel free to let us know on social media at Lady in the Couch on Facebook and Instagram. We'd be happy to hear and engage with you guys to know about your goal setting. All right. So thank you so much. And we will see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you are in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. Like what you heard? Feel free to give us a five-star review where you listen to podcasts. 
The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only. 